0: As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. The snap and the give. Zach Moss goes left, cuts out the middle. He fires into the end zone. He is in. Touchdown, Buffalo. Zach Moss from one yard out puts the Bills into the end zone. They fake the jet sweep. They throw it right side. Caught front pylon, touchdown! Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, four touchdown passes, 101 in his career, the fastest in National Football League history. Breeze drops back to throw, looking over the middle, hit as he throws,
1: delivers,
0: touchdown Emmanuel Sanders! It's the NFL, there's no easy games. Um, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers, we know everyone's come, coming for us. You didn't know who... Uh, I'm not trying to take any shots at anybody, but if you didn't know who America's team was, you should have seen the stands and all the the terrible towels. Dallas may be uh, America's team, but we'll be the world's team because we got fans everywhere and they're the best in the world.
1: That's Ben Roethlisberger right there after the Steelers improved to 8-0, the last undefeated team in the NFL. He's right, it's usually not easy, and the Chiefs, who are the defending champs, would say the same thing after a 33-31 win. But PK, the Saints sure made it look easy. They annihilated the Bucs. And at the start, you heard the Bills uh, touchdown there for Zach Moss, the former Ute. They made it look pretty easy against Seattle.
2: Yeah, I thought the two best days uh, yesterday were the Bills and the Saints. The Saints handing Andy Tom his worst loss ever by 35 points. And the Bills look very good. Josh Allen, I watched that game. Thankfully, gosh, man, I don't know. I, I, if I were you, I'd quit Channel 2. You're going to show me the Broncos and the Falcons? Yeah! Oh, How pathetic is that? I got the ticket, and so I watched the entirety of the Bills and the Seahawks, and the Bills' offense looked great.
1: They threw the ball pretty much every down to open the game. They just they weren't going to let Seattle's defense off the hook. They didn't respect the pass rush. They didn't respect the coverage. And they threw the ball on 23 of their first 26 snaps. That is... <laughs> Forget all the cliches about balanced offense and all that. That was uh, that was unbelievably one-sided.
2: Well, I mean, this is the new football. This is the, the way the football is. Les Mahomes sets the record for earliest to 100 to touchdown passes. All passing records are in the last 20 years.
1: Any other games catch your attention in all of this? I wouldn't want to be quarterback at Washington. They just seem to have one nasty injury after another. Alex Smith had his horrific injury. Kyle Allen dislocated an ankle, maybe broke a bone. Alex came back in and threw a touchdown pass, but they lost to the Giants.
2: The kind of money they would make, I would beg to be a quarterback for the uh, Skins, and that is the Washington
1: football team. The Pigskins, if you get to rename them.
2: Yes, so they're still the Skins. I mean, injuries can happen anywhere. I mean, that's, whatever. I mean, they, why, why didn't you include Theismann in there?
1: Good point. Didn't go back in the day, but you're right. Put him on the list.
2: Yeah, and I thought the Cardinals tripped over themselves. An opportunity to be in first place alone halfway through. And anytime they get prosperity, they just can't handle it.
1: Dolphins beating the Cardinals there despite Kyler Murray's four touchdowns.
2: And the Chargers continue to lose at the buzzer.
1: Yes. It's a touchdown. Celebrate. Oh, we're reviewing it. It's not. Yeah. And it was the right call. The ball went off the ground. But it is amazing how many times they've gone right down to the end and found a way not to win.
2: Yes, but Herbert continues to look great, man. If I'm them, if I'm the Charger organization, I'm excited about what I have in this kid.
1: Worst attempted tackle by a quarterback ever, Philip Rivers. In the Colts game, Ravens end up winning that thing 24-10. He's flat on his back with a guy jumping over him after he tripped over his own feet. Okay. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag BYU. And into Tyler Algier. Algier has it up and has a hole. touchdown this season. Nailed in motion. Rex has his second. Now this one's becoming a laugher on the blue. Boise State doesn't know who to cover right now.
1: BYU blown out Boise State in the third quarter. 51-17, the final score. Left some points out there in the first half PK, and then in this halftime, they got it figured out, and they scored on five straight possessions coming out of the locker room just crushing the Broncos Zach Wilson 359 yards and three touchdown passes that is uh, that was just a completely dominant performance in the third quarter
2: I uh, can't say anything more than what you just said absolutely and I know we're going to hear third team quarterback and obviously that impeded and impacted their offense uh, you know be you played with a third team quarterback when the beat Boise last year. Uh, but nevertheless, the defense, I don't know what Boise's using for an excuse on that, and BYU's offense is in high gear. I believe they're going to play in a New Year's Day Bowl. Uh, I believe that that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to, lo- to lose now unless they put in a game that I don't know is added to the schedule. I don't think they're going to lose. And Obviously, in a couple of weeks, they're going to beat North Alabama, and then a couple of weeks after that, I believe they'll beat San Diego State, and I think they'll get in because they are sexy and they're lighting up the television and you got guys like Kendrick Perkins out there uh putting stuff on Twitter they're fun to watch and you got all sorts of national media putting on BYU's fun to watch I don't know what the attendance would be say if they went to the Fiesta Bowl so I can't really say you know BYU travels and all that stuff and obviously if they put in fans Fiesta Bowl's now played in the Cardinal Stadium not in the Sun Devil Stadium anymore where the Utes played back in uh 2004-05 uh, but uh So I don't know if that's a factor. But they're a team that people want to see. Zach Wilson is rekindling memories of the old whack days and all that stuff. So, yeah, I believe that they're going to be in a New Year's Day bowl.
1: San Diego State may have looked like a big game, but their three fourth-quarter turnovers cost them a a win. And San Jose State, with their backup quarterback, ended up winning that. So some of the luster off that. BYU will be a heavy favorite to be 10-0. Like you say, maybe 11 Will they get that 11th game? Who will uh, who will it be? We'll have to see if that happens. I think you really happens. want it,
2: though, because I don't think you're going to get in the playoff. So at this point, do you really want an opportunity to get knocked out? I say no.
1: Just shut it down, take the 10-0, and figure that'll be good enough?
2: If that gets you into New Year's Day, why risk it? Why risk injury? Why risk the possibility of losing? Because uh, I, I don't think you'll get in the playoff either way. Uh, we'll get to my thoughts on, on the playoff and what I think is, is extremely bogus here in, in a little bit. But, yeah, that's my thought as we sit here on the November 9th this morning.
1: So we can get into this a little later. I'm surprised how confident you are about New Year's Day. You know, could a 10-0 BYU team be left out of New Year's Day? I think they could. I think there's a chance of because of all the points you make about they're sexy, they throw the ball, and, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, they're fun to watch, and, and you know TV networks like that kind of stuff. But that means they're going to muscle out an SEC team or a Big Ten team or I don't know, who who will get left out. It seems like there's a lot of guaranteed spots. Left out.
2: I'm worried about <laughs> who gets put in. You worry about who's left out. I'll let you handle that.
1: Well, I expect before Tom Homo schedules that game, he will be calling around to see uh, what the word is quietly, and he can probably get some advice on that, I would think. BYU up a spot in the polls. They're number eight now in the coaches and AP top 25 polls. They they passed Georgia after Georgia got beat. And now a bye week and North Alabama, and on they go. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Utah State.
1: Utah State, 0 3, blown out three weeks in a row, and a coaching change. Gary Anderson is out. And Frank Miley, the uh, co-defensive coordinator, assistant head coach, will be the interim head coach for the rest of the year. Utah State's got to play Fresno State this week. The Bulldogs are 2-1, and one, and this has just all gone horribly wrong, PK.
2: Yeah, it really has. I mean, they've looked awful each week, and they've looked awful every possible way, giving up massive amounts of yardage on the ground, giving up massive amounts of yardage through the air. Their offense is awful. Uh, you know, the – word was it Gary his heart wasn't maybe into it as much and he was probably going to be out this year so uh, they make the change now here's what I believe I don't know that here's what I know but here's what I believe I believe right now there is some internal conflict within the athletic department do they want to go national search and the good thing about getting rid of your coach this early uh, even though it's November, three games for them others have played many more, we understand all that in this weird year but you get an opportunity to get a jump on stuff. So you can start, you now have an opening, right? So you can start making your way. So some maybe at a higher level want to go national, others at a more local level want Jay Hill. And so what's it going to be? I mean, to me, this this job's got Jay Hill's name all over it. I mean, we all know the phenomenal job he did at, uh, and is doing, still doing, at Weber State. And with them not playing till the spring, or at least of you know, February, that can give them an opportunity if they wanted it. So we'll have to decide. They want to go national or they want to go local. For me, my thought is go local all the way. Because the problem with Utah State, when you go national, as soon as he has success, what happens? Gone. Yeah.
1: Either way, it's yeah. either going to be uh... – three winning seasons and you get a better job and you're out of there, or three losing seasons and you're paying a coach off and you're firing him, and then you got to wonder if Jay Hill's still available. Right now, he's sitting down the road at Weaver State. The Mountain West is clearly a step up. More money, more prestige, blah, blah, blah. We know all that.
2: And he gets to stay local, and that yeah. matters to him. His kids, I know he's got uh, kids in college. I believe he's uh, got a daughter, at least last year. She was uh, interested in broadcasting and was going to BYU. Uh, so, I don't know if she's there any this year, but she was last year. I know that. I talked to him about that. And so, uh, to me, and you got, uh, uh, what's his name? Jerry, uh, This the the AD at, uh, at uh, Utah State. Bovey. Jerry Bovey. Bovey, yeah. I was going to say. Well, Hartwell's or, the AD, but he's the assistant. Well, I, he yeah. was, no, I said at Weber State. Oh, at Weber oh, State. Oh, at Weber yeah. State. Yeah, there's well, that the time. He's the AD at Weber State, now yeah. he's at Utah State. Yep. I was going to say Graybill, but I knew that wasn't it. That's That was the old <laughs> That's in the day. Yeah. Uh, so Jerry Bovey obviously was there instrumental with Jay Hill. Already worked with him. He's associate AD. And Hardwell himself, you know, he could move on because that seems to happen. If you're not local, you're probably going to move on when you get a better opportunity. Uh, whereas if you are local, that's not to say you don't move on, but maybe you uh, consider it more likely to stay. And so you've got Bovey there, and you got Jay Hill there. Uh, they won at Weber. I believe they could do it again at, at Utah State. We'll see what happens. Well,
1: it'll be interesting to see who gets to call the shots because, uh, I mean, if you believe everything you hear, Hartwell wasn't thrilled with the Gary Anderson hire. That wasn't the direction he wanted to go, and now it hasn't worked out. Right. So, and his basketball coach hire, That I mean, Greg's come in and had two good years. That was so. a great hire. There's yeah, that, no doubt about it. Right. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. Hashtag Utah. Well, the Utah had their season opener against Arizona canceled due to a COVID-19 outbreak. Less than 53 scholarship players available. You can do the math on that. That means it sounds like between whoever uh, tested positive and then whoever was sidelined another group of players sidelined uh, for contract tracing, And when do they come back? And what happens to the UCLA game? And I didn't know if it would be on or off, PK. And it didn't really occur to me that it would be moved one day. (laughs) Maybe maybe that's where a bunch of players uh, become available with an extra day. Uh, I haven't heard anything from the U specifically over the weekend. Maybe we will later today or tomorrow. But the UCLA game that was set for Friday night at the Rose Bowl is now Saturday night at 8.30. It'll be on FS1. And... Maybe that extra day will enable the Utes to get some players back they wouldn't have had otherwise.
2: Well, Kyle's uh, speaking this morning. We'll have him alive, won't we, Yawk?
1: Yes, we will. Eight thirty. See how much yeah. he has to say on that topic. Yeah, yeah. I so guess he'll we'll have, have an
2: update. Him. Yeah. Uh, we have whatever it takes. Uh, move it to Sunday if you need to. Uh, do whatever you need to do if you can get the game in. I mean, under these circumstances, we understand that it's a crazy deal. My thought is, and I've been saying this now for a few weeks. They're, I'm not going to pay attention to the standings. I mean, nothing against the Utes, but I can't have a division winner playing only five games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> at what point is it not a season? It's not just a now, series of exhibitions.
2: Well, it's the intent is to recoup as much money as you can and get the kids out there playing ball. This and, is what the kids want to do.
1: And this I would is, rather watch. Yeah. I would rather watch four games than none at all. I mean, they Precisely. could lose. They could lose another game. Yeah. But at, right. at what point? Are we really having a football season? So I, I get your point. I mean we're it's, games. At, at four games, that's a month and you can get hot and you can get cold and you can go back to look at the Utes or whoever else you know your favorite team is and say hey, there's a month where they were good and there's a month they were bad and neither one of those months really told the story of the 2018 or 2015 season or whatever year you want to pick at whatever school. Yeah, so. I just
2: don't think five games is enough to declare a winner and that's, that's not against Utah. I've been, I've been saying this now for a few weeks. Certainly, if we get another week in which four of the 12 can't play, I don't see how there's any reason, any way you can consider the Pac-12 for the playoff. And go ahead and play the games and, and, and play uh, the game, uh, even if you have a title game. But in my mind, I'm still going to watch. I mean, there was a void Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon. I watched other stuff. But I really wanted to be watching the Utes.
1: Yeah, it was really the, disappointing that game the didn't happen. The day
2: had set up nice for Pac twelve football and everybody knows that's my first love. And I I wanted a game in that slot. I would I was I would have handled any game that involved uh, Pac twelve. And I mean I watched Georgia and Florida and all that stuff and was flicking around so it wasn't like there was nothing to do. But I'm a Pac twelve guy and I wanted to see. I just don't see how you can consider it a legitimate season with a first place winner in your division when you're only playing four or five games but that's not to say don't play them by any stretch I'm saying play them
1: Oh well, what if uh, there are a bunch of teams that play four or five games but Oregon is seven and0 I mean Oregon's the team everybody's looking at what about them Well would you put put them in the playoff if they're seven and0 even if other teams are playing four and five games?
2: Yeah, but, I mean, who's playing? Who's available? Which guys are available? And, and is your quarterback out? And so you're down to your second or third team quarterback because he, like, like Trevor Lawrence, he can stand on the sideline, he can be right there, but he they can't, can't play? play?
1: That makes no sense. Right. And then we've got the storm in the field, but we'll get to that. Well, Boise
0: <laughs> was, had Bachmeier on the sideline reportedly every that he was the COVID casualty for
2: them. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. It
1: didn't look very isolated, is what you're saying. I thought I you, thought you went in isolation when you got sick.
2: Well, no, you're not necessarily sick, too, to either.
1: It's just contact tracing?
2: Well, then, just because then, you have it doesn't mean you're sick.
1: You're no longer contagious, but you still got to wait out the 14 days? I don't, know. I don't
2: know all those rules. Yeah. All I'm saying is it leads to some bogus
1: Nice, I like that word. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. This is it.
0: The throw towards the end zone is caught after it was tipped up in the air for a touchdown. USC, Brew McCoy. Fourth and nine. This is the ball game. Minute 26 to go. No timeouts left. Down by a touchdown. Trojans trying to rally somehow, someway. Slovis to pass. Throws for the end zone. It is... Touchdown! USC! Drake London in the back of the end zone has it in between two defenders, and the ball game is tied! How do
1: you do? Not well. Yeah, right? USC clearly waking up a little late for that game. Turnovers on downs, just playing turnovers also, and interceptions, and is everything going wrong? And then the last three minutes... Touchdown! Onside kick. Touchdown! The first touchdown was on fourth down on a deflected pass. Uh, as a Sun Devil, you know, did you just need to lead out a let out a primal yell and take a walk around the block? Uh,
2: no, 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 this no. Only for the Rose Bowl. It's not the Rose Bowl. You can't compare that. The, no, well, this is what Herm Edwards does. I mean, everybody loves him. He's a great quote, and he's fifteen and twelve. <laughs> Come on. And his big goal—he's a defensive coach, and his goal is to keep the game close. I mean, the, 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 not the last possession, but the prior possession, they ran the ball. Third down. The whole goal was to have SC use its timeouts. Goal accomplished. It wasn't to win the game. It was to keep you play to keep the game close. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what he does. He's had 27 games, and 18 of them have been a one score. That's now, the NFL played, influence. They've played two Big Sky teams because this is his third season. So take those out, one of which they beat Troy Taylor's team, Sac State, only 19-7. to But nevertheless, take those two out. So 18 of the 25 games that he's coached against D1 have been a one score. He doesn't play to win. He plays to keep it close. And sometimes it works. Last year, Michigan State, he totally takes the air out of it, and they kick a field goal to win. Now, if the field goal would have got blocked, or he would have missed it, shanked it, they don't win the game, right? This is what he does. So what happened on Saturday doesn't surprise me at all. And Keaton Slovis will win a Super Bowl. I promise you that. That's my bold prediction. A been Super Bowl. You, he is really, really good. He is Joe Montana at the college level. This but, kid is something special.
1: He's got to get to the right franchise then. He can't. If he's Who too special. make
2: the franchise?
1: Oh, all right. Make the defense. Make the coaching staff. Well, we see
2: Tom Brady did it.
1: Number four, Notre Dame beats number one, Clemson, in double overtime. So, is Notre Dame going to get full credit for this? Or if they lose to Trevor in the uh, conference title game? Are they going to get left out? Are they a playoff team now? Because they stormed the field. They were all sorts of excited. That led to all sorts of blowback, including stuff from the university president. You're getting tested before you leave town.
2: Well, are they a playoff team now? The answer is yes, they are. But they're not deciding the playoff teams now.
1: Still got a chance to mess it up.
2: Well, and then, uh, you know, if they lose a close one to Clemson, is Clemson in? Because if Clemson is in... Well, then it deserves if, to be in,
1: too. If Clemson comes, if uh, Lawrence comes back and Clemson wins out, I think Clemson will be in with one loss.
2: But uh, if they lose a close one, though, and it, go, it can go, because this game the other night could have gone either way. Yes. But, yeah, we see them storm the field. I mean, it's a selective outrage. You uh, uh, Freaking people in Utah County, I can't believe them. I expect to hear some, on our airwaves, I expect to to all these folks celebrating the presidency, and I expect all these folks celebrating Notre Dame win. I expect them to be called out the way the hapless slobs in Utah County were called out.
1: Well, the Notre Dame students got called out. They all got to get tested now, the, whatever the county health department is there, and, and the president.
2: Maricopa County.
1: <laughs> it's not Maricopa County. <laughs>
2: All right, any other games? The
1: other top ten game. Flew you mentioned Florida and Georgia, and Georgia's defense was supposed to be all that, and they had a 14-0 lead, and the Gators, that was just effortless. Hot knife through butter, all those cliches. That was just one touchdown pass after another.
2: Yeah, their quarterback's really good. I mean, in terms of touchdown passes, he's just lining it up, seems like, each week. They're, they're, they're fun to watch also.
1: Trask is, uh, is airing it out left and right. Um,
2: and even down the middle.
1: <laughs> yes, even down the middle. And their uh, their uh, their tight end is uh, is oh, is awesome. Pitts? Yes. Pitts, yeah. Kyle Pitts. Uh, only two catches in that game which surprised me. Well, he also took a hit that was horrific, so just throw the ball up for grabs and let him go get it. He is the Gronk of college Gronk in his prime of college football. He is just he's a highlight every week. I don't, I don't people have no chance to defend him. All right, anything else? Uh, the other Pac-12 games, you're a little surprised the way Colorado jumped all over UCLA, 35-7, to held on for the 48-42 win. That was a bizarre game.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Jeez, well, my gosh. I mean, they were, they had like 35 points in the first quarter, it seems. <laughs> I
1: know. Yeah. What happened? I guess go. this is why uh, coaches want to play uh, a total cupcake or two to work the kinks out and not get punished for them. Well, Colorado so. did. Yes, but UCLA is sitting there (laughs) like, you know, if we'd had a game before this, we could have worked some of this stuff out, (laughs) and then we would have beaten these guys. Chip Kelly to Logan. Oh, wow. Uh, As far as games, uh, Air Force and Army got canceled, and now the Air Force game uh, next weekend is off also. We've already canceled the Air Force-Wyoming game. Going ahead. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. So, according to reports, the Detroit Pistons are intrigued with top draft prospect LaMelo Ball. Interested in moving up from the number seven overall pick, and GM Troy Weaver, who worked for the Jazz a couple jobs ago, said uh, moving up is definitely an option. Countdowns onto the draft are now nine days away. Ready for a flurry of trades here? I mean, we've got, we've got a ton of football and the Masters this week, and now we got all the NBA stuff on top of it. It's coming fast and furious, PK.
2: Well, uh, I don't know that we'll have the lead-up, but once the draft happens that night, obviously we'll be all over it.
1: DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball.
1: Justin Turner will not be disciplined for returning to the field to celebrate his team's World Series title after he tested positive for COVID-19. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred issued a lengthy statement Friday alongside one from Turner, another from the Dodger president and CEO. Took some partial responsibility. Apparently, Justin Turner got some mixed guidance and his teammates figured we're already playing a game with him. We've already been around him. What does it matter at this point? So, no suspension, no fine for him, PK.
2: Yeah, that, that uh, apology to me, Red. I'm sorry you're mad.
1: Yeah, a little bit. All right, DJPK, what is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Utes availability in the 8 o'clock hour. Kyle Whittingham at about 830. So uh, presumably we'll hear quite a bit more about the game getting called off. Last weekend and next week's game, now this week's game, uh being moved from Friday to Saturday. But the Bruins game apparently still on. Kyle Winningham at 8 30. Dick Harmon, sports columnist for the D News coming up at 9 o'clock. It's 97.5 at 1280 the zone. Let's
0: go! The big show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Apparently, there is a bowling alley having a naked bowler night. What a surprise! You picked this story. Well, it's unusual. Lisa's pet name for me is Bowler. There is one particular item of clothing that everyone must wear: bowling shoes. Boy, that's one time you don't want to see Harry pick up the seven ten split. (laughs) You have a one track mind. You know that. How do I have a one track mind? This is an unusual event. What sport would you most prefer to uh, to to, to play naked? What about naked axe throwing? (laughs) The Big Show, weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK,
1: it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Question of the morning. A blowout for BYU Friday night. What can they say now that BYU stomped Boise State? Is there a built-in second question in there? Is there a built-in assumption I should be assessing, PK? In what way? Uh, What can they say now that BYU stomped Boise State? That was really good by BYU. Well, that's probably not the discussion point.
2: Well, it, it's it's illegitimate. It's built on the back of uh, exclusively and wholly. Now that's W H O L L Y. I normally don't use that word. I only pull that word out in important occasions, and this is an important occasion as we assess BYU's greatness. And it's built on the back of cupcakes. Well, what about Boise State? They blew out Boise State, and they ah, oh, you won one game. <laughs> Okay, that's an answer. Yeah, that's a response. What can they say? And I wouldn't just rule it a- out.
1: I, I got to admit, I was surprised in the last segment when you said you're 100 percent sure. You didn't. And I'm paraphrasing. You You can say whatever you want here, and if I'm if I'm misrepresenting you, but you're you're sure they're going to a New Year's Day game.
2: I'm more than sure. Oh wow!
1: What is more than sure?
2: I've already made now in this era of you know financial difficulties. I've already made my motel reservations. Not my hotel. We'll leave my a light
1: on, we'll leave light on for you. Leave a light on for you. absolutely.
2: <laughs> no. See, you guys, again, you're financially irresponsible. You grew up in affluence, and so you would waste electricity. Uh, hold on. What? what? <laughs> well, compared to me, you grew up in affluence. So you would waste electricity by leaving the light on. That's a joke. We can't have that. No, do not. You can leave a candle, but do not leave a light. That's wasted electricity. Because you know me, when I get down to the Phoenix area, I'll be partying into the wee hours of the morning. So why have a light on for no reason for six, seven hours? Light a candle. I can't believe you guys.
1: Undefeated BYU and undefeated Oregon when the Ducks get left out of the playoff. That'd be awesome. 7-0 and versus 10-0. and See you in the Fiesta
2: Bowl. I would be surprised if the Pac-12 played seven games at this point, but that's a discussion for another time. We're talking about BYU. Uh, to me, BYU at 10 and 0, they'll be extremely attractive. The Fiesta we're a bunch of mavericks down there. <laughs> and so get BYU in, man. Thank you, Gordon. <laughs> I got that. So I better hear outrage about all these crowds. Uh Get them in there, yeah. I think they got an excellent shot. Now they got to finish the deal. They haven't done that yet, but and things probably have to break their way to an extent. But this is their time. Zach Wilson, my gosh, he's going to continue to just rise up, and he's got the look too, doesn't he? Isn't he like the all-American kid? He's got a total baby face.
1: It, yeah, and <laughs> an era when there's all these massive beards, which I know you can't have at BYU anyway, but all these you know massive beards and long sideburns and is just. So the network I do my podcast on, there's a guy that messaged me over the weekend and said, is he the baby-faced assassin? A little like, bit, yeah. A little bit of the
2: moniker. He's a story. He absolutely is a story. And you make that leap, now it's somewhat of a leap, not necessarily a connection, back to the glory days of them running up 50 points on everybody. That's the thing when you have a rep. You know, for a while there when they had the assembly line of quarterbacks and then it hasn't been. But you can make that reconnection Mm -hmm. fairly easily, and they're going to do it.
1: Brands last a long time in college football.
2: I think they just last a long time anywhere, really, when you think about it. But I get your point, and I agree with you 100%. And so you can make that connection. They've got a winner in this kid, and he's got the charisma. He's got the look. You know, he got the story. The John Beck story, the Boise State story, the wanting to be home to have dinner with mom, Lisa and Mike. I've never met Lisa and Mike, but I feel like they're my best friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And all those stories, the only reason people want to listen to him, because of that throw he makes to Gunnar Romney down to the five-yard line. That was a big-time throw. That was a big-time throw.
2: He's a big-time player. It's a fresh story. Gunnar Romney's a big-time receiver. On a rope! I mean that that kid. I think he'll play in the NFL. He's got the size, and you know he had the rep, and it didn't really follow the first couple of years. He had some injuries. He's had some injuries this year too, but I mean, it looks like he can play in the NFL to me. Um, I'm not an NFL talent evaluator by any stretch, but I have watched enough football to have somewhat of an idea, and he looks really good. Yeah, and Josh Wilson. Or no, Josh Wilson is his brother. I uh, know. I've actually. My wife taught Josh Wilson, and as you know, and uh, just she she just raves about the kid. So she wasn't there when Zach was at at uh, corner, but uh, she loves the loved Josh, great kid. And so I'm assuming Zach's the same type of way. And the family looks to be a story, and they got it going on. And I I would put BYU in. We don't need to see these same teams over and over and over again. Get somebody else in there. It's the way I feel about like politicians, these people in their 80s, still in office. Give me a break. And that's for all parties. I ain't picking out anybody. Uh, so I like some new blood. This is some new blood. So, yeah, I think they're going to be in. And they're going to earn their way in, too. That was an incredible victory.
1: Brady says give the kooks credit. All they can do is beat the teams put in front of them. And they are well done, team down south. Now, right now, I think that has been the overwhelming sentiment from the national media. People are calling games. uh, People are writing stuff on the uh, the web every week. It'll be interesting when push comes to shove. Because right now, you can say that, and you're not pushing somebody out of one of those 12 precious spots in the New Year's Six. But once it's BYU versus fill-in-the-blank school, whoever it turns out to be, it'll be interesting to see if it's quite so positive because right now they're getting full credit. Hey, they tried to schedule a big-time deal. They had it lined up. Look at these five, six, seven, eight games. But when it's versus another team, it'll be interesting to see if it gets held against them. It won't. Oh. Very positive about
2: that. Because of the way they're winning. If they were just grinding it out, they're a fun team to watch. Kendrick Perkins, Perk, is on there talking about them. You realize that? Perk. Now, Perk, in an indirect way, has a connection to BYU because he was best buddies with Keena Young, and they were both going to go to Memphis, and then Perk went to the NBA, and I think Calipari, uh, who's not exactly, you know, well, how do I say this? Uh, uh, Maybe he wanted uh, Perkins, so he took Young, and then when Perkins went to the NBA, all of a sudden Young's scholarship wasn't there. So I think he went someplace junior college, maybe if I remember the story. Yeah, no, you're he right. Ends up being player yeah, of the year transfer, yeah. in the Mountain West. He was a great so, player. So that's Kendrick a common Burkins, that's a
1: common recruiting tactic. We really want player A, and he's friends with play, player B. And player B is not bad, especially so.
2: in football. There's more numbers.
1: Yeah, no, but yeah. I've seen it done in basketball. And UCSB well, did it when I was there. This would have been yeah.
2: one of the uh, yeah. opportunities, and so he knows a little bit about BYU. But that's I mean it's anecdotal. But the point is. They're, they're winning in a way that is exciting to watch.
1: Barry says, honestly, at this point, I don't give a bleep what anybody says. I am happy with my Cougars. What a fun season. If you were a BYU fan, how did you not have fun watching that game Friday night?
2: Boise, you've never won up there, and it's Boise. And you've got a rivalry with Boise. and It's, you know, it's not as intense as uh, Utah. Probably not as intense as Utah State. That's debatable. But at the same time, it's a rivalry. It's certainly a rivalry from Boise's perspective, having been up there. I wasn't there Friday, but having been up there on multiple occasions, they certainly get jacked up to play the Cougars. And to see them just basically embarrass you, and that's not my words. That's Harson's words.
1: Oh, yeah. That was him after the game. That was embarrassing standing out there. Yeah. Because they just had no answer one score after another.
2: Right. And then the onside kick, get it, go score on you, and that probably prolonged – uh, Zach Wilson's uh, participation in the game, and what do they do? Boom, they go right down and score again.
1: Yeah, without the onside kick, it could have been a 45-10 final.
2: Yeah, my guess is maybe they take him out at that point, uh, but uh, I had no problem keeping him in. I mean, Kalani's, hey, say what you want, but they've got to rack up the points a little bit. And he's got to look out for the best interest of his program. Now, you don't want a complete and total lack of sportsmanship, but the... Parameters and definition of sportsmanship, I think, it's extended. It's a greater boundary. It's a bigger boundary than it used to be because it's somewhat of a beauty contest. And you got to look your best. you got to have on your makeup and your hair and all that stuff, using the beauty pageant analogy. You've got to do that. So I don't have any problem, A, keeping Wilson in the game and the starters, and B, throwing the ball in that situation. I really don't. I think you have to do that. And he did it. Now, you don't want to overdo it, but I think Kalani in this season, and I'm sure he's very grateful to have to decide, hmm, when do I pull my starters? Because that means you're doing very well. That's a decision you want to have to make. <laughs> and so he left him in, they got the touchdown, then he replaces and gets him out. So you got to do that. It's the way the system is set up. Fair or unfair, doesn't matter. That's the reality of the world in which we live.
1: More reaction coming in to the question of the morning. What can they say now that BYU stomped Boise State? Jeffrey says, not good enough to make a New Year's Six. That's going to go to Cincinnati. Playoff, playoff. That's a laugh. They're going to end up in the Potato Bowl on the Blue Turf again. No, they're not. Pac-12 champ, Fiesta Bowl. Or Cincinnati Fiesta Bowl
2: playing either so you're saying BYU versus either of those two teams?
1: Yes. If they're in, I, I just I can't guarantee people they're in right now. I, I can still see BYU getting squeezed out. There's nothing guaranteed to them. there's multiple guaranteed spots. Politics, lobbying behind the scenes, it could go against
2: you. No, not this year, and for some reason, even though it doesn't really make sense, completely, the less travel, the safer.
1: Possibly that could work in your favor. If if uh, selling out stadiums was a big deal, which clearly it's not going to be, then the Fiesta Bowl would be perfect because the Fiesta Bowl knows BYU fans would pack the place.
2: Oh, they would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: guaranteed. It's yeah. Versus whoever they ended up playing,
2: you know. All, right. If, you could play at two in the morning Christmas Eve. And
1: <laughs> they packed the place.
2: They would, yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's a large concentration down there, down there, and also from here to there. We saw it with the Utes,
1: but there'd be BYU fans coming from San Diego, LA, and Las Vegas well, too. It, yeah, it just it...
2: Phoenix is basically centrally located.
1: However, many tickets they could get, they'd take yeah. them.
2: Yeah, you'd get Utah, you'd get the folks who already live in Arizona, and then you get the SoCal guys. And there's enough Nevada LDS folk and BYU fans. Yeah, that they would. They would sell that out within the first. If they put the tickets on at breakfast, they'd be sold out at lunch.
1: Jake says they played their third string quarterback, which got both thumbs up and laughing emojis. Yeah, the quarterback injury could have limited the offense and might explain the 17 points, but it doesn't explain the 51.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, did, it definitely did live limit the offense. I mean, you're getting a kid who was on a mission, not a kid who'd been in the program for a little bit. I mean, so, yeah, I, I would impact that. I obviously believe that that has an impact. At least last year with B- Baylor Romney, he'd been in the program for a little bit, uh, and he's good. <laughs> and this Finnegan kid may be good. I thought he, run, he ran around a little bit and looked athletic. But, uh, you know, you got to give him time. Maybe he, in, in a year or two, he is really good. We'll, we'll see what happens there. So, yeah, I think it impacted uh, Boise's offense. And there's no question about it. And plus, Olani, the running back, was out. So, yeah, their top two, top, I could argue, well, the receiver I'd put in there. So I'd argue three of their top four weapons, two quarterbacks and a running back, were out. And you're going to struggle. And they did.
1: Matt says, who cares? Haters are going to hate. That's what they do. As for myself, I'm excited and happy for the team and all their hard work. Rise
2: and shout. Oh, they're out. Yes, they are out. And not only are they out, they're in.
1: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, a sad loss, great memories. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started!
0: This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. There are a couple of reasons that I didn't become a doctor. <laughs> Same reasons you what, didn't become what? a paleontologist? The, why do you crack a smile and well, then I'm make just, a joke? I'm just saying, like, yeah, there's a couple of reasons I wasn't a lawyer. Number one, the LSAT scared me. Number two, I thought I'd fell miserably. And number three, I didn't think I was smart enough. So yeah, there are just a couple of reasons why I didn't become a lawyer. Can I make a point without you attacking me? I'm not attacking you. Like, you've never talked about wanting to be a doctor before. To me, this seems like you were just Right on the cusp of going to medical school. And then just these one or two little things came up and made you think, no, I'm not going to do that. Doctor. 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 Can you not attack me? You know, it, it bugs me when you do that. Doctor. 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 Stop playing that. And doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Hanson Scotting, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in The Zone Sports Network.
1: DJ and PK reminding you to join the big show Wednesday from 2 to 7 at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind.
2: Oh, freaking boom. That was a good one.
1: Really? I didn't <laughs> like that one. That kind of creeped me out a little bit. Why didn't you like that no, one? I don't know. There's just something wrong about it. I think it was the ha ha I was fine with it. Freaking boom! But that didn't. That was fine. It. But the ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. I was like, I don't know.
2: That enhanced it. Okay. And I'm a male, so you know what that
1: means. Oh, yikes. <laughs> all right. Usually we have a question in the morning. But you know, on the weekend, there are many questions. There's 72 hours since we did a show. So here's another one for you. In honor of Alex Trebek's passing, rank your all time game show host list. Rank them. 855 340 Zone. Hit us up. PK, are you a Pat Sajak guy
2: or are you an Alex oh, Trebek yeah. guy? Well, I don't know that I have to choose between the two. I haven't thought about that, but definitely a, a Pat Sajak guy. He was a weather guy, I think, uh, well, I know, in Los Angeles before he hit, he and Vanna hit it big. Wheel of Fortune! I mean, you can't walk into any Vegas casino without hearing that. And then I got to go back to, you know, your childhood and my mother. Every morning, Price is Right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then every evening, Wheel of Fortune. And she would yell at the participants... uh, You dumb bleep, you know, and she she just (laughs) very crude. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Good morning, happy (laughs) Tuesday, you dumb bleep. You go in both of the
2: showcases here. (laughs) What are you doing? Right. So she'd scream at them, and she had all sorts of street smarts.
1: Did you ever watch? And my grandparents did, so I saw it. Did you ever see the show Bob Barker did before that? No. Truth or Consequences. And
2: they, What's they, consequences,
1: yeah. I can, I kind of remember who's up in the audience and asking questions. And what uh, what was the premise? Yeah, so you, you ask a question and then you had to do something if you didn't get it right, and he's wearing silly hats I mean, like was a dare, a, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, but all know. you know, I don't know that show at all. Oh, yeah, it's out there somewhere.
2: I just uh, know truth or consequences New Mexico is actually a location.
1: <laughs> right. Uh Monty Hall. Let's make a deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, Monty absolutely. Hall was excellent.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Monty Hall. For you sure. want daddy, you want a trade for what's behind door number 3. Take that door. <laughs> with uh with Carol Merrill. Yeah. Yeah. Hadn't thought about that in a long time, but yeah. Yeah. Money
1: Hall. Uh, there was another guy named Gene Rayburn, and he did a show Match Game that was on when I got home from school. And that, if and you can, you know, find it on YouTube or whatever. Well,
2: oh, it's it's on regular, just the game show. Network. Oh, is it on the Game Show Network?
1: And it just yeah. seemed like they were all uh, they were all friends, cracking each other up. That you knew they had a bunch of inside jokes, just the way they could look at each other and make each other laugh. Seemed like you know people who want to hang out hang out with and, it, and, and they, the people came on the show it was one time I always thought the people came on the show seemed intimidated by them like you guys are having a good time but I don't exactly know what's going on here but you guys are having a blast
2: well and then they had like the uh, you know you'd go through and then if you won it's not the showcase but whatever they would call it uh, where you get to win yeah you the lightning answer, room, and you, so had, you had to match somebody one, mm-hmm. and I can recall one time it was blank butter and they went to Richard Dawson the original Family Feud guy, and he couldn't think of anything. And the best they came up with was, what best he came up with was churned butter. And they looked at him like, churned butter? When the obvious answer was peanut butter. And the guy or gal, whoever was the contestant, said, no, I'm not going to go with that. I'm going to go with peanut butter. And Richard just felt humiliated <laughs> and deeply embarrassed that he the only answer he could come up with was churned. <laughs> Uh,
1: other classic hosts, Chuck Woolery on the, on the, uh, the dating show. I want to say the dating game. That's the wrong game though.
2: Uh, what was it? Oh, love connection.
1: Love connection. Thank you. Yes. We'll be back in two and two game shows where you can just say stuff like two and two and be a star.
2: A friend of mine, I've told you this story, lives in St. George. Now I knew him from California was on the dating game and won. And he got selected as bachelor number three, I think it was. They
1: sent him to Hawaii or to Acapulco or? uh...
2: It's two things. They sent him to San Diego. Oh. And he was a Southern California guy, and he never went out on the date.
1: He just wanted to be on TV.
2: (laughs) Well, they could never arrange it, and the gal was a smoker, and he didn't want to be around a smoker. And so... Uh, big tall guy. In fact, his son now is on Long Beach State's volleyball team, and they won the national championship last year. Well, they didn't play last year, so the year before, uh, and he was on that team. Son six seven. This my friend is really tall. But love connection. Chuck Woolery is pissed. You know why?
1: Uh, the election. He's gotten really political on social media, so I he's, assume the election. Uh,
2: he's eight. He is to conservatism what you are to liberalism. Okay,
1: <laughs> a little bigger than that, probably. Uh, you know who's crushing it right now? We've been going more back in the day, but who's really good? Who's really just got it down cold now and just crushing the show? You uh You know, I don't watch that show that much, so I don't. I don't know. Um, no, uh, Steve Harvey. Uh, has totally got Family Feud wired. To the point that Richard Dawson, who had a really long run, if you see an old clip of that now, it's kind of like, I don't know, it almost looks awkward to me. Well, first off, he's kissing everybody, so there's that.
2: Well, uh, uh, speaking of awkward, now you've played golf with a friend of mine whose family was on Family Feud. Yeah. And they film in Atlanta, and uh, in between, because they do several filmings, so there's some downtime, and the audience... Basically, he puts on a very much an R-rated comedy show.
1: Oh, really? And oh, yeah, it just, gets a little gets a little awkward. People are like, I didn't sign up for this.
2: <laughs> well, you're down there his with grandma, mouth, and all of a sudden he's just
1: like, his
2: mouth it really rivals you, yours off the air.
1: Now you're talking.
2: Well, now Harvey's talking. Yeah, dropping f bombs left and right is what I've been told. Wow.
1: All right, DJ and PK. Alex Trebek passing away over the weekend. And uh who is Allegiant. gonna do who is gonna do Jeopardy now? Because that's just Ken Jennings. Book it. Really? Book it. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and twelve eighty the zone. Kyle Whittingham talking youths, talking cancel game, talking rescheduled UCLA game. He's coming up at eight thirty. Stay with us.